Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gillen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And this is our 49th official episode. Today, first of all, before we get into the main episode, we just want to talk about Kobe Bryant, first of all. After that, we're going to get into all-star picks. But first, we can't talk about the NBA and act normal before we just address this. Mm-hmm. Even though the two of us, being 17-year-old kids, um, grew up sort of watching basketball after Kobe Bryant's real prime, it's impossible to move forward talking about the NBA in any sort of normal way without addressing the tragic incident that happened last week. Um, this is a pretty this is pretty late for us to be talking about it, but it happened the day after we recorded our last episode. Um, but obviously, as along with the entire NBA community, our hearts are with the nine passengers who died in the tragic helicopter accident, um, especially Kobe Bryant and Gianna. Um, just because they they were such an important and influential part of, not, I mean, really the NBA community, but also like, we probably wouldn't be sitting here with, without Kobe Bryant, whether we realize it or not, whether it's like directly because of Kobe or more so just he impacted the players that we fell in love with. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to describe really how, and I'm still sort of taking in how much Kobe impacted the NBA, how much he impacted us, even though I remember more so sitting down and watching LeBron in the finals and idolizing LeBron and wanting to be LeBron more so than Kobe, right? Or for yeah. you, Steph Curry. Um, so it's a little bit different for our generation necessarily than the one before us. But I, he just meant so much to everybody. Yeah, and it was remarkable for me because I always... Like, I, I saw the news, and, like, personally, like, I, I was in shock. Like, I, I didn't do anything for, like, the next three hours. And, like, we, we had a bunch of, like, work and yeah. whatever, but I, did, I just didn't do anything for the next three hours. And f- the response that the entire community through the internet or whatever received, um, for, for, like, the basketball area of the internet, whatever, it was expected. And I guess just other celebrities. But, like, I guess I didn't realize how much of, like, a global icon he was like like there were people mm. that have never watched basketball and i didn't even know knew what basketball existed and they were like kobe bryant oh my gosh like like he's the man like i i, w- I was talking to my uncle i was like honestly it's it's like it's it's a bigger deal than if than if mj had died just because it's like more recent and he's like of and he and he's like yeah. the mj generation he's like I, and he's like of course of course I did, it is i was i was honestly i was thinking the same thing which was that like if any basketball figure were to have died in that helicopter crash, who would have been, who would have received that response more than Kobe? I'm not sure that anybody would have. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm still wrapping my head around, like, why is that, right? Because I, and it's it's so hard to explain, like, how important he was to everybody, but, like, people really just loved Kobe. Yeah, and, like, like, the way that he If you go down, like, the perfect contrast is, like, this isn't a shot at Tim Duncan, but if you go down like their resume and whatever, Tim Duncan was just every bit as like good on court in terms of achievements as Kobe, like art, like like same tier. That's yeah. There's an argument to be had, obviously. But like yeah. like it just it's like a character thing. Tim Duncan's more low key, but Kobe was like recognized worldwide, and like that. I I just like to me like just making that parallel and that contrast makes it's so much more uh, speaking to Kobe's character and to, like, who he was. And not, not that Tim Duncan's not a great person, he is. Mm-hmm. But just, like, Kobe's, like, he was Los Angeles. And, like... And part of it is also the message that comes with Kobe Bryant, which is that you'll hear over and over again that, like, Kobe might not have had the same athletic gifts that some other players did, but that he worked harder than anybody to get to where he was, right? That That Michael Jordan was just, like born with like springs for legs right and could jump out of the gym and like go spend two years playing baseball and could come back and still be the best player in the nba and win three championships that's just who michael jordan was he was just like that talented and not that michael jordan didn't work hard and not that he wasn't arguably the most competitive player ever but it's hard to argue that there was anybody more driven to like be the greatest than kobe bryant and i think that that sort of mentality that like drive that he had was really infectious to to anybody who was around him who watched him um and so that's what people took the most from kobe was not even so much his game but like the way that he just 
was the way that he acted. That, he had like an aura and that's, about and him. And that's beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that. That's like the ideal way to be a basketball star. Mm-hmm. And like when you die, and people aren't the only only talking about what you did on court. Yeah, like that. That's just beautiful to me. Like, like, even, like, even like after that, I'm seeing like a bunch of like more detailed things about Mamba mentality. And personally, I've never been a Kobe fan, and like, I, I never like disliked the guy, but I just I wasn't like diehard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like when I when I'm looking at Kobe Bryant now, I'm like I'm like, why wasn't I a fan of this guy? Because like just like the like the hard work and whatever is just just like so like I I, I like that stuff. I like like the motivation stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I was so, I only looked at Kobe Bryant in actual, like, day-to-day interaction as a debate piece, which is so messed up. But, mm. like, I, I would, I, like, had an innate sort of response to oppose Kobe Bryant fans just because, like, just to kind of argue against them of, like, where he was on, like, the all-time rankings or whatever. That's a That's a really important thing to me, which is that, like... Before this, before this accident, I had seen Kobe Bryant as like number ten on like a lot of the like all time great rankings from like ESPN reporters, Bleacher Report, whatever. Like most lists had him like in the like eight through twelve range, not in the like not, top not, five. Not really. I feel like really. I I, yeah. I I thought that like at least at least like Kobe fans have him like number exactly. three. Exactly. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's like I was seeing like. That like eight through twelve, right? Guys like Wilt Shaq, like oh, like Bill Russell being put above him, right? After like LeBron and MJ and Kareem, but but Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant fans, right? And people who are like now like 25, 30 years old would have him as like LeBron, MJ, Kobe, and like that's the, and then like, that's S-tier. the top tier, yeah, yeah. And I'm still sort of I I I guess I'm still sort of like getting I, I'm getting now like why he why people like had him that because high. that's captivating yeah like like not like not even like on court like yeah of course on court but it's also like just being i guess a fan of kobe bryant it's different than being like just like i, I guess there's the whole like like lebron diehard thing but like there are no like kevin durant people who are like man kevin durant's top three all time yeah or whatever it's because just... like his personality is so captivating where you're ride or die for him Kobe Bryant was the best perimeter defender in the league at one point in time, right? He was made like 12 all-defensive teams. He was the most unstoppable, unstoppable scorer, arguably since Wilt Chamberlain, right, of the modern NBA. He might be the most unstoppable scorer, at, at least for one night where he scored 81 points. But, like, even more important than that, it's just, like, who he was. Like, it, it's just, like watching clips of him watching his smile yeah. watching everything about him it's hard not to just be like wow yeah and it's also like so amazing whenever you see like a mamba mentality kind of mm-hmm. tribute i guess doesn't that make you just like want to like go do something like like it's want hard. like want to go to not watch kobe yeah. and just like be inspired to just like be your best at whatever you want to do like personally like like <laughs> I, like i'm i'm sick so i'm like i'm on my i'm on my ass all the time just uh-huh. like i'm just like laying down doing nothing and like i'm i'm seeing this stuff and like i want to like go do something which like i never want to do <laughs> i'm not dying by the way but yeah like it makes me want to like go do something which is like kind of like rare but um it just, I think it just speaks to Kobe. So I think that that's all I have to say on mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant for now. I know we both probably have some more stuff like in it, our hearts or whatever. Everything that the NBA do is doing to honor him, I think is is has been really amazing. I think they'll continue to find like new and creative ways to to honor his memory. Right? These I, the most powerful thing to me so far has been the like twenty four second shot clock violations. Yes, yeah, that has at been the beginning of the game. Perfect. That has been my. Like seeing seeing the first few teams did that, I was like, I like was that so like happy. my heart stopped. I was like, whoa! Yeah. Fun, funny that's, funny that's story. Uh, I'm on I'm on our high school varsity team, and I was like, guys, what if we take a 24 second shot clock violation? And they were like, bro, you're dumb. It's 35 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We can take an eight second violation. It's yeah. ten. It's ten seconds across. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So that was embarrassing. So yeah, it doesn't quite work. That was embarrassing as a junior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, but thank you guys for for listening to what we have to say about Kobe Bryant. Um, our hearts continue to be with 
with all those lives lost in the helicopter accident and all of their families and friends. Um, and with the NBA community, as well as the community of LA community, the large community um, of people impacted by this, by this accident. And um, especially Kobe Bryant's foundation, I think it's like Mamba on three. That's, it's a foundation that's now being set up to to raise money for the families of those impacted or the families of those that that died in the accident. Um, so so my heart and in my my prayers, my thoughts are with with all of those people who were more directly impacted than than we were. Um, but I think it's that it's been it's been really powerful, and I hope that it continues to happen. That everybody has been so like bound together by this by by really this tragedy, but. But it has made, I think, everybody everybody stronger, and everybody's come together to really celebrate Kobe's life, his daughter's life, and, and everybody else's life who was in that helicopter. Um, I think it's been really powerful. Yeah, and it doesn't stop today. Yeah. So yeah, and we won't stop today either. We got some other stuff to talk about. Mamba mentality going forward. I think just let's go, man. Like, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, so getting into the sort of meat of the episode here. R.I.P. Um, Kobe. Versus Peace Kobe. We we're doing the NBA All Star Draft, sort of mimicking what what uh what LeBron and Giannis will be doing on February sixth, which I think is this like Thursday maybe. Um, today's Sunday, um, maybe Wednesday. But we're going to be drafting. One of us will be LeBron. One of us will be Giannis. So we're going to be drafting our respective yeah. All Star teams. For those on YouTube, I had Kobe. I well, I had LeBron and Giannis jerseys. I forgot to bring them. <laughs> so okay, so. I have a coin here, Connor. You want LeBron James as as your as your captain, but we're we're not just gonna have that way. We're gonna leave it up to chance. We're gonna leave it up to the coin. Um, but what is it? Heads or tails? And if I'm right, I get LeBron. Yeah. Heads. Heads. Okay. Tails. It is tails. Okay. All right. I, I have so I'm taking LeBron. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. That. Yeah. I. Here we go, like like okay. It's Since, it's uh, not it's not like oh no I have Giannis on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I I was really indifferent, but yeah. Uh, but I'll take LeBron. I I honestly think that might be an easier team for me to build because I don't have to worry yeah, as much about it's, it's a bit, That's the only reason I wanted LeBron. Yeah. It's just it's just a bit more versatile. All right. Um. But since since I guess I got the I got the first pick of sorts. Um, yep. You take you take your your first starter. First. Okay. And here's a disclaimer. We're we're not pretending that this is an all-star game. We're pretending that this is a real-life game. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, playoff style. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's playing super hard. And, and and the goal is that, like, by the end of this, who will have the better roster around their captain, right? Yeah. And, like, who so, will like, win this game? It's not just who is the best players. Just for fun, really, but... Yeah, okay. So, neither of us have really thought about this because we didn't know who our captains were. So... <laughs> I'm going through the rosters right now. You got to you have to pick this the, we're going to pick the four starters, right? And yeah. then and then we're going to go into the bench. Yeah. But so, right, you're on the clock. Also, I have a question. If it's going me pick then you pick then me pick then you pick, correct? Or do you Yeah, get two yeah, 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 not okay. a snake draft. Yeah, cuz that's weird. That's weird with two people. Um all right. Uh, this is weird. And we're assuming everyone's healthy, so Joel Embiid is healthy. Um mm-hmm. uh, it's I, I don't, I don't know because I, I need the spacing around Giannis. Yeah, and he's a playmaker. But I'm also thinking, what like what do I want? I am gonna go with Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's your reasoning there? As I, as I sort of think about this, um, my reasoning was defense. That was that was my primary thing. Just because I also think that like. Well, yeah, there are other playmakers on the board. I was thinking that there's still going to be playmakers later in the in the draft. So, like, s- some of the other guys that are super talented I can get later who are good passers because Kawhi Leonard is just, like, get you a bucket and then lock down your best player. And, and, I like it. And also, I don't know if you have your pick yet, but my kind of defense for Kawhi Leonard is that even though he's, like, not super, like, defensive player of the year anymore, he... That that's only because he doesn't try on every possession, and in this playoff setting, he would be trying on every possession. So, there you go. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, with my with my first pick, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis, LeBron's teammate. Um, sticking with the with the LA Lakers vibes here, but I think just like obviously they've been pretty unstoppable when on the court together. Um, but 
I, I really think that Anthony Davis is a pretty perfect fit next to LeBron James, right? Incredible yeah. rim protector. LeBron is always going to be able to find ways to get Anthony Davis the ball just because he's such an amazing passer, right? And, and he has the ability to run the offense. Um, so I don't need my, like, second guy to be a playmaker, to be a shooter. I, I really want somebody who's going to, like, lock down the paint, who LeBron's going to be able to run the pick and roll with, and who's going to be my defensive anchor on the other end. So yep. I'm sticking with Anthony Davis. Okay. All right. So I, I honestly was not expecting that. I thought you were going to go with the guard. But I'm on the clock now. I'm going through. I think I know where I want to go with this pick. I'm just I'm just weighing my options, seeing if I need to prioritize shooting. Mm-hmm. And I am gonna go with. Oh, uh, I'm so split. <laughs> you know who I'm split between? No, I don't. Really? I don't. Okay. Because um, there are a lot of ways you go with this. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I because you could go with just pure talent, or you could go with fit. Is is part of it? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic. Mm. Okay. All right. I feel like you you are not gonna pick him. <laughs> he and LeBron play play a pretty similar role on their respective teams. Yeah. So they might be a little bit redundant next to each other, but that's a great pick next to Giannis for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, th- that's my pick. I think that. Well, well, let me know when you're ready for yours. But I think that the shooting, even though the percentage isn't that pretty, I think that he can create his own shot. He can do catch and shoot, and he can play multiple positions, which I think is really important. He can play anywhere from point guard to power forward, which is good for a versatile lineup that can have Kawhi playing small forward, power forward. It can have Giannis playing small forward, power forward, center. Right now, I'm looking at a very versatile team, which I'm very excited about. All right, so right here, my options are Kemba, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam. Really? Yeah. It's... Hmm. You, have a, you have a very big team right now. I do. But I guess we both do. I'm thinking sort of like... I'm sticking kind of with Point LeBron here, um, just because that's okay. been the role he's been playing all season. I don't I don't see any reason to mix it up. Um Obviously, I'm probably going to end up with either Trey Young or Kemba, so that might change um, a little bit. But I, I like the idea of, of Pascal Siakam here because I'm sticking with that with that really good defense. I, I like the idea of running a lot of big forwards because I'm going to need guys to lock down Giannis, <laughs> Kawhi, and Luka for one thing. Yeah. To protect the, to protect the paint, protect the rim. I also think that Pascal Siakam is incredible in transition. LeBron, Pascal Siakam in transition is going to be a pretty unsolvable monster um pascal siakam in the corner open threes knocked down um so i think that like that works like some lebron too especially if i'm running anthony davis and lebron pick and rolls you can't just leave pascal siakam in the corner pascal siakam can be the pick and roll guy next to lebron as well if if ad's off the court um pascal siakam can even play a little bit of the lebron james role if lebron james isn't on the court with the playmaking the like I don't know just the offensive creation more limited than LeBron James but I think also is just like a, a great hustle player and will give it a will give it his all um so so I, I don't know I'm, I'm I'm happy with that pick yeah that's that threw me for a loop a little bit I thought you were going to go with James Harden yeah I, I am in a difficult position right now because the four starters left are Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. And while I don't have a center, you already have two forwards, not including LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I anticipate that you wouldn't select Joel Embiid because you you would be playing Pascal Siakam at the three. And you would be playing Anthony Davis at the four. And you'd be playing Joel Embiid at the five. And while mm-hmm. that is a big lineup, I think that I could kind of like pick that apart a little bit with having like Giannis at the five I think that would be yeah. pretty dangerous yeah and literally just having five out and having Joel Embiid need to play on the perimeter and Pascal Siakam need to play on the perimeter and Anthony Davis need to play on the perimeter um so I'm really I'm struggling a little bit with this one not gonna lie I it's am, hard. It's yeah. like it's it's a weird like set of ten players. It is a weird set of ten players because you, you only have like like one and a half like centers if you if you consider Anthony Davis a power forward. 
In the words of Nick Marzan, who I mentioned a lot on this podcast, <laughs> chess not checkers. <laughs> You're thinking like four steps ahead here. I am. I'm kind of just like picking one player at a time. And like, okay. It'll work out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go James Harden. Okay. All right. That's who I went with. All right. Your turn. Hmm. Okay. I don't... Hmm. Dude, thank you, time, buddy. I laid, I laid out yeah. my entire thoughts, so you're on the clock. Um, the last three players, Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Joel Embiid. I, I think I got my pick. I think I'm going to go with Kemba here. Thank God. <laughs> I was um, so scared you were going to take Joel Embiid. <laughs> I, I, I could have, but in that situation, I prob- I, I would have ended up with Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis on like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I don't think I like that matchup. Yeah. So so I'm going with Kemba here because even though LeBron plays the point guard's role sort of, I, in most of the lineups this year, he's running with like Caruso, Rondo, like he's running with another, KCP. another yeah, yeah, KCP. Like he's running with other guards, Danny Green even. He's running with smaller guards even when he is the point guard that have some sort of playmaking ability, even Avery Bradley. Especially the Rondo lineups, like, Rondo will still be playing a little bit of the point guard role, even when LeBron brings the, brings the ball up the court. I still need some sort of playmaking, some sort of, like, offensive creation when LeBron isn't out there. I feel very very uh, confident with with LeBron going off the court knowing that I have Kemba there, right? Which is which is which can be a concern for the Lakers, which is that, like, every lineup they have when LeBron is on the court is fantastic. Yeah. Their lineups without him on the court kind of suck. Yeah, that's true. And that's not surprising, but like, I need to I need to know that I have a backup option when LeBron's on the court that it can like provide some instant offense, and I think that Kemba is that because even though I have like Anthony Davis and Pascal Siakam, like those guys kind of need somebody to get them the ball. They need a LeBron or they need like their Kyle Lowry, right? Yep. Whereas Kemba Walker can be that like offensive like um, what do you call it? floor general? Okay, I'm going Joel Embiid. In a heartbeat, yeah. just because I need, I really needed a center, and I was terrified that you were gonna take Joel Embiid, and I was gonna have to run Giannis at the center because, like, even though that's a good thing, I feel like like having Giannis be, run the center, but like I also kind of wanted him to be my point guard, and then having Kawhi have to guard Anthony Davis in the post, I feel like I would rather have Kawhi Leonard be on a perimeter player like Pascal Siakam, and so that leaves you with Trey Young. Yeah, um, I. Wouldn't have been an ideal pick for me with this lineup, just because I, I don't, I think I don't think you need Kemba Walker, Trey Young, and, and LeBron James. But I'm happy to take Trey Young in the situation um, because I don't think that I think that with with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Pascal Siakam, I, I think my defense is going to be solid in the paint. Yeah, I, I like I have a rim protector. I feel pretty comfortable with like even if you blow by Trey Young, I have some help, right? More more so than the Hawks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So even if Trey Young is like one of the worst perimeter defenders in the NBA, like I, I'm not super worried about that. And at the same time, Trey Young is going to provide some incredible spacing for my other guys. Like yeah, he can definitely. light it up from the logo. So the fact that I can have him as like an off-ball guy while LeBron runs a pick and roll or whatever um, should give me a lot of offensive versatility. Yeah. So the fact that I'm going to have opportunities to like run Trey Young off the ball have like. Pascal Siakam setting an off-ball screen for Trey Young coming off yeah. like to the hash and just pulling it. Yeah, I like that kind of idea. Yeah, and so moving to the bench, we haven't discussed this, but like I think it's fair that you get the first pick. Okay, because I got the first pick for the starters. All right, I will. I will accept that. Um, personally, you're probably just scrolling through your guys right now, but I there are a lot of different ways you can go with this because you can like change the whole direction of your team based off of like your first two picks Mm -hmm. like it it, whether you select like defense or offense or shooting or driving this is this is tough but coming into this i was i was pretty sure with who i wanted to take this being not an all-star game but like a playoff series all-star game (laughs) i'm gonna go with rudy gobert really my reasoning is that if there's you have three yeah, like rim protecting scent. Oh no, 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 you only have two. Okay. I, I have in, I, in my head. Was... I thought you had Joel Embiid. No, I yeah, I don't have Joel Embiid. Okay. Yeah, I would have taken Rudy Gobert if I took Joel Embiid. Yeah, but my reasoning here is with with 
if I'm gonna have Trey Young and Kemba Walker in an All Star game, I'm gonna need some I'm gonna need some rim protection like coming off the bench. So yeah. that's why I got Rudy Gobert. Yeah, for okay. one thing. If I if I didn't end up with Trey Young and Kemba, I might not have taken Rudy here. But because of those two guys, for one thing, um, and also just because an All Star team in general, like not easy to slow down. Um, yeah, I need that defense, and I, I honestly think that Rudy Gobert might be the single best defender in the NBA right now. Um, yeah, I recently watched a video on YouTube. I, I think it was like Coach Daniel. And it was it was highlighting the differences between Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside, and why Rudy Gobert. That's is, a great video concept. It, it was it was awesome. He did an awesome job. It was like why Rudy Gobert has won two Defensive Players of the Year, and like Hassan Whiteside isn't even in conversation when Hassan Whiteside is like leading the league in blocks. Um, and so beyond just the fact that like the Jazz are like a top three offense, and the, the Blazers are yeah. sorry are top three defense, and the Blazers are like a bottom three defense. A lot of it comes down to like the hustle plays, the little things, or like. Rim Rudy protection Gobert. is not equivalent to blocks. Yes. And, and, and Rudy Gobert does different little things on, like, the pick and roll where he'll, like, jab at you and then recover. Yeah. So that he's basically – he does, like, a better job than anybody of guarding two people at once in the pick and roll. Yeah. It, it's just, like, I, the way that he can take away all of your options, even even against elite offenses, is is very, very impressive. Um, and I'm going to need him to do that if I'm going to stop – if I'm going to get any stops in an all-star game. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're so, on the clock. I wasn't expecting that from you. However, I, okay, this is, I, I was expecting you to take this guy, but maybe it's just because I hold him such high regard. Okay. I'm going Damien Lillard. Hmm. Okay. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I don't know why you're surprised. And honestly, I was thinking about, I was like, I'm, I'm playing chess, not checkers, right? So I was thinking like, <laughs> I was like, I could probably get I could probably get him in the next round because he already has two small guards that aren't that good at defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you would have picked him or not. However, I just couldn't risk that, especially when I don't have a true point guard on my roster. That's true. Right now, I mean, you're probably running like Luca or James Harden at point guard on in your starters. Yeah. I yeah. like that pick for you. Yeah. Um, I didn't even really realize about realize that about your starting lineup. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, my second guy off the bench. It's interesting. And, and also, like, even though we're each going to have, like, 12 guys on our roster, like, in a real game, you're only going to have, have, like, 10 guys playing. But for here, to make, like, the last two picks matter, we're going to have, like, a 12-man rotation. Mm-hmm. Or however many guys there are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let me go with Jimmy Butler here. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, Jimmy Butler all season has been playing this sort of, like, best player on a team that wins by committee steps up when it's a very good phrase right yeah i i i just think that jimmy butler will be able to like provide me with an offensive spark off the bench when i need him to play elite defense when i need him to like he can step up and fill whatever role is needed and i just think that's he's an incredibly valuable like jack of all trades kind of guy um who arguably should have been starting but uh, so so i i like him coming off my bench next to rudy gobert um, especially because, like, I thought I can play him at the two or the three. Um, so, like, it, it, I can sub him in for a Trey Young or a Kemba Walker and, like, get some extra size if I need it, things like that. Um, I just think he provides some more versatility to my team. I'm yeah. just looking for guys that, like, are going to be able to play with everybody else in the roster. Yeah, that's true. And speaking of jack-of-all-trades, this guy is a jack-of-all-trades except for one trade. He does not have one specific trade. However, I am going to go with Ben Simmons. <laughs> and I was I was like, man, do I really want that when he can't really play off ball? But I'm like, man, there are a lot of shooters on this list that I can, that I can, yeah, that I can grab. Like, they're all stars because they have skills. And the most important skill right now in the NBA is shooting. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm looking up and down the roster, and, like, most of these guys can play off ball and spot up and hit a three. And it's true. And especially like what kind of won me over with this pick was the past two weeks where Joel Embiid has been out of the lineup and Ben Simmons has shown that he can like be a scorer if he needs, and also just the defense kind of blows me away to where yeah. he can be he can be my six foot ten point guard and just clamp Trey Young or whoever I want. True. Yeah. I mean, and he can realistically guard like all five positions. He can, which is so, ridiculous. So you can kind of put him on whoever you need him to. Yeah. And, and you can kind of play him at all five positions too. Yeah. In terms of like versatility in an all-star game, like it doesn't get much better than that other than the fact that it's hard to play him with Giannis. Yeah. Four, six. 
Um, okay, so we each have five picks left. And we each have seven on our roster so it's getting far. getting tough. How are you feeling about your roster right now? I, I'm feeling pretty confident. Okay, cool. I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, if you need more time, I'm going to just go down my roster right now. Giannis, Kawhi, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Joel Embiid. And then off the bench, I got Damian Lillard. And while Connor thinks, I'll just his team is LeBron, AD, Pascal, Kemba, and Trey Young. And then off the bench, he has Rudy Gobert and Jimmy Butler. Who are you going to add to that team? I, I kind of got two guys in mind. I, I've already got Rudy Gobert coming off coming off my bench right now, so I don't need to take another center. Yeah, I know. Um, also got Anthony Davis, Pascal. I got a big team. Um, also got a couple small guards. I don't really need that. But I don't know if you have any like wing wings. I know you have Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm gonna go with Donovan Mitchell here. Okay, that's that's very respectable. Out of the people who are left, I think he provides something that's pretty unique, and that like like you said, the guys who can sort of play like three and D. There 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 are a few of those guys left. Donovan Mitchell is a talent that I think will be off the board pretty quickly. Um, But I also think that you know uniting him with Rudy Gobert off the bench, I, I think is is fun. Um, yeah, I, I I just think that he's he continues to prove you know this season, last season, even the season before that like he can be the best scorer on a team that wins basketball games. That's very true. So even though he's not a very big guard, I just think that he's gritty, he's efficient, and can put the ball in the basket. I, 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 and he's a solid defender too. I I don't know. He I also think I, I don't. I don't have any problems with running him at the one or the two in this situation. Um, but yeah, I, he plays bigger than he is part of it too. Um, so yeah, so I'm going with Donovan Mitchell there. Okay. Um, fun fact about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. obviously both jazz players. I didn't realize that they were both traded on draft night to Utah from the Denver Nuggets. I didn't know that they were both the same team, hmm. which is very interesting. interesting. Same thought. trade or not the same trade? No, no, not the same trade. Okay, they weren't the same draft class. That would be that would be kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I'm just checking my guys' three point percentage, and yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, oh. So, oh. <laughs> I, I just I just looked over. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go with Chris Middleton. Yep. Great because pick. even though like he might not be the best player left on the board, he's the best fit left on the board. Just because mm-hmm. I kind of wanted. I want to deplete the supply of wings. Yeah. Um, and also just like he's shooting forty three percent from three this season. So if Ben Simmons awesome. or Damian Lillard are driving to the rim, which by the way Damian Lillard has become like a slasher recently. Whereas like like it used to be like oh yeah he can create his own shoot and sh- his own shot and shoot threes. Like he's been attacking the rim to where like I classify him in like the Ben Simmons level of getting to the rim. So I have two guys who can get to the rim. Chris Middleton is a spot-up player. I see you're looking up stats. I see Brandon Ingram Ooh, looking on see, your screen. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Uh, okay, here's why I need to take another another you know three and D kind of wing. Is he a three and D kind of wing? Look though? up. Look up. But I look. So, I, so I'm like, okay. So the, uh, so the the logical pick next is Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's what Jason I was. Jason Tatum shooting 37 percent from three, which isn't bad. 21 points per game, not bad. Look up Brandon Ingram. 25 points per game, 40% from three. 40%? How, how, how many attempts, though, per game? Um, let's see. Three-point attempts. Six. 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 Okay. And I, I, Jason I'm going to guess that Jason Tatum's around the same. Um, three-point attempts, six and a half. Same. Okay. Okay, I didn't know I, that B.I. had it like that. All right. Jason Tatum is probably a little bit of a better defender. That Yeah, that's true. But, I, am, but, I almost like Tatum over Middleton for the defense, mm-hmm. honestly. I think Chris Moulton's a better defender than Tatum, though. But Tatum has stepped up his defense lately. But I'm, I'm not trying to convince you, know you to take Jason Tatum. But like, you kind of did. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that either. I, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, this is a tough situation because, like, I, I think I'm gonna go with Jason Tatum. I, I, I think that I think that in terms of like this sort of all-star scenario, um, I think I like him a little bit more because I think that Brennan Ingram. What he's doing this year has been very impressive, but he's also been doing it on a team that doesn't have that many other offensive weapons. Whereas Jason Tatum is playing with Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and um, Gordon Hayward. Um, and so I feel more confident that 
that he's going to be able to find his way in an offense that has a lot of other scores. Um, so I'm going to go with Jason Tatum here. So that makes my bench okay. so far um, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Okay, so here here's my dilemma. For, first of all, for those who can't see our screens, this is the part of the draft where we actually have to go to basketball reference. <laughs> because, because you can't just like, think about it. Yeah, because like, we all know how good James Harden is. And like yeah. obviously we all know how good like Jason Tatum is too, but like it's more we we don't really know who's better. So to confirm, you picked Jason Tatum. I did, yeah. Okay. Leaving Brennan Ingram on the board. That is true. I'm just I need to go to my team to see what my needs are. Because off the bench right now, and like we're we're doing it so like your your bench players can play with your starters, but like they 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 would obviously be playing a bit more with the bench, but like mm-hmm. it's still a factor. Like if yeah. they can play with the starters, of course. Um, so I'm trying to think of who is the best fit on the board for the, for those who don't know. On the board, we have Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Demontis Sabonis, Brandon Ingram, Nicole Jokic, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. And I'm looking at your team, trying to see like what like what the defense needs to be. Oh my god, your your bench defense is off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I'll go through I'll go through both of our lineups again. So I, I have I have Trey Young, Kemba Walker, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, and Anthony Davis starting. Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Rudy Gobert coming off the bench. Only only like really weak defenders. On that, or like Trey Young and arguably Kemba Walker. Although I think that Kemba Walker is a competent defender, just not a very good one. Not a, like, as in like not a very good one. Not like I don't know. There's more than one way you can interpret that. Um, your lineup: Luca, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and off the bench: Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, and Chris Middleton. Bro, my internet is really not clocking up. Right now. <laughs> I must be wrong with my Wi-Fi. I need. I need basketball reference. I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm trying to like give me, give us your thought process. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to go through the shooters and the defenders mm-hmm. on this bench lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of if Bam Adebayo's playmaking and defense, like like where do I rank that? Because I have not watched the Miami Heat all year, and Bam Adebayo wasn't even an All Star for me. But I'm trying to see like where does his defense and playmaking come in, and like how does his playmaking relate to someone like a Jokic? To, to see, like, it's like, does the defense of Bam make up for the slight well, drop off, or more than slight drop off of playmaking? Do I want just a role player like Sabonis? The 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 uh, Bam Adebayo defense that you're talking about, he is he's a very very good defender. Problem is, he's like six nine six ten. Yeah. So if you're putting him up next to like Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, like you might be having a little bit of size disadvantage against another seven footer. But in terms of team defense as a center you're not going to find much better there's yeah. only a handful of the guy of guys in the league that are better um and, yeah and so so defense you shouldn't be worried about defense when you have like Joel Embiid and Bam Adebayo on your roster theoretically and you got Ben Simmons and Chris Melton coming off your bench yeah so like I'm, I'm thinking Bam I I was throwing around Kyle Lowry in my head and I was mm-hmm. thinking like and I was I was getting ready to pick Kyle Lowry for his shooting and his defense and his shot creation, but then I looked at your lineup and your your shortest player is Donovan Mitchell and I already have Damian Lillard and then your next shortest player is like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry can't guard Jimmy Butler just based off, off the bench yeah just yeah. based off of size, mm-hmm. um, and so I guess like I I could justify it by saying you have two small guards in your starting lineup, like <laughs> dude this is this is hard this has been the longest draft clock <laughs> on the clock's running out the clock is running out yeah no. uh i've seen her keeping track but <laughs> okay so i am gonna go send it dude with bam out of bio okay I, I i think that's a good pick i think that was smart yeah i think i think that was smart okay i was very close like that that was the that was the biggest decision of my draft mm-hmm. life <laughs> and I'm a good drafter, as C Flying can tell you. I'm first in fantasy. I haven't lost. True, you've lost once. I lost, dude. I lost the first week because <laughs> because none of us were on it. Like we started the league late. Oh, that's true. I'm okay. eleven. I'm eleven and one. 
13. You, you, <laughs> 13 and 1. 13? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. For the record, I'm second in the league at like 9 and 5. <laughs> but like somehow you're 13 and 1. I'm different, bro. I, I really don't know how it happened. Um, yeah. Also, side note, we're going to take to Instagram and Twitter and post our teams, and you guys can vote for who's better. These teams, not our fantasy yeah. teams. Yeah, no, not because mine's clearly better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the record would imply. Yeah. Um, okay. Here, uh, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry. Okay. I, you were, you were just, I, I respect you were just that a lot. Around. I respect that a lot. I To wrap off my wrap off my bench, if I'm thinking of this, of this bench as sort of like a second lineup, right, of five guys, I think that... Kyle Lowry fits the best with them, right? Run, run Lowry at the one, Donovan Mitchell at the two. Then I've got Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert. So I, I think the defense is elite, right? Kyle Lowry continues that defensive trend. He can shoot the three. He can play make. He does it all. Just super fundamentally sound. I like what he brings. So that's, and I don't think that Kyle Lowry needs a lot of explanation. Maybe when compared to some of the other guys on the bench, but Kyle Lowry just sort of brings it all. And I, I don't think you have any... Is, worries when Kyle Lowry's going off your bench. It's interesting that of your 10 players, four of them are like under 6'2". Yeah. Which is interesting. Because I, I always... It's true. Yeah. yeah. Donovan Mitchell's what? But like 6'1", 6'2"? That's, that's why I went with Rudy Gobert number one off the bench. Yeah. Right? He was the first player I took off the bench on the board, right? Then Jimmy Butler. I'm like, I need to make up with that other in other places on defense, right? Um... I, we've yet to see who's going to be your fifth player off the bench, right? But yeah, as it stands right now, okay, I put like Kyle Lowry on Damian Lillard, and then I'm going to be ha- like, I have to decide like, do I want to put Donovan Mitchell on Chris Middleton, right? Or like, and then and do I put Jimmy Butler on Ben Simmons? Like, I don't know. It might take some weird working around, um, but yeah. Okay. Um, I got. I do have. That's a little bit of a weakness on my team. I was deciding between Brandon Ingram, DeMontis Sabonis, and Jokic. Those three of the four players. Oh no! And there, there's also Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Five. I don't think my team needs that right now. So, I think that I am going to end up going with Brandon Ingram. Okay. Just because I think that I would rather have him at my power forward than the other two traditional big men. Just because you have Jason Tatum at your power forward. That's that's how I'm working off of this, and even like in the starting lineup, I don't I don't think I would have Brandon Ingram guard like like Pascal like like necessarily unless like he was at the four, then maybe I would have to. But I, I think that like just the length of Brandon Ingram guarantees that he's like not bad at defense, especially mm-hmm. at team defense, and I think that's been like the one consistent thing. Um, if I'm not mistaken, in his early careers, that like he's always been like a decent defender, and he's potential to be more more than that going forward. But that doesn't matter. Um, and Sabonis, I was thinking like, man, he could help me on the boards because right now my team is short. But I'm, I'm also I was convinced because Chris Middleton and Ben Simmons are also very tall. Yeah, and they're they're very good rebounders. Makes sense to me. So I that kind of justified it for me. You don't have to worry about getting boards over over Kyle Lowry and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean they're both like decent rebounders, but they're also both like. 6'4 and 6'1 or whatever. Yep. So that's my team. And I, I was thinking, like, maybe I should get Jokic, but I think I do have enough shot creation with, like, mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram and Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons. And Chris Middleton. I am taking Jokic right here. Yeah. Funny that you mentioned him. Um, uh, almost a little bit disrespectful to let him slide yeah. in lower, especially when very. I picked him for MVP this year. Like, I I'm very could have, like, picked him first round in the, in the bench. Yeah. It, really just, like, not the direction that I've taken my team overall, which is that I'm, a, I'm mainly, you know, focusing on defense other than like Trey Young. But I, I think that because I have Rudy Gobert as one of my bench centers, non-shooter, I like the fact that I can have Nikola Jokic as a substitute. Where it's like if I need that shooting, I can put him on the court. If I need an extra passer when, let's say, LeBron's off the court, or like let's say, you know, whatever, if I need an extra person to like help create opportunities, Jokic is there. Um, he doesn't bring the same defense or the same rebound necessarily as like Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis do. Um, but I think that he provides some sort of other things that they don't, that they are not as strong in. Um, I just think he's a pretty unique center, very talented. Um, I can't let him slip any lower because I just think he's so good. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. So the last three players on the board are DeMontis Sabonis, 
Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And I'm really considering like you have two left, and I have one. Yeah, that is oh, true. These three, and so it's going to go me, you, me. And yeah. I'm th- when you first pick Jokic, I was like, oh, I'll pick Sabonis to match it, just like big man, big man, and then we'll mm-hmm. both go guard, guard. But now I'm thinking like maybe I should just take the guard that I want first and assume that you would take the other guard, um, Chestnut Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, does that value like really, like, really matter? And like he, he might pick Sabonis. You might pick, pick Sabonis. I don't know. Although I, I wouldn't if I were you. But I, I And I'm trying to see if like which guard like really fits my team, if that's a really big difference. Because like would Chris Paul or would – or would Russell Westbrook really fit my team to where they would, like, be getting real minutes? I mean, like, Dame is my guard, and Ben Simmons is a guard. And I feel like, is are, are the playmaking really worth it? Because neither of them can shoot that well. Although Chris Paul's, like, 35% from three, and his mm-hmm. mid-range is good. Um, I'm, I don't want you to... Uh, okay. I'm going to be safe and go Sabonis. Okay. If I took Chris Paul, would or if I took Russell Westbrook, would you have taken Sabonis? Um, I'm not really sure because I was really just thinking, okay, I'm gonna take Chris Paul here. If he if he doesn't take Chris Paul, that was that was like my first option. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I need another. Dewanis Sabonis, like you said, is a safe pick, and that like just you get... know what he brings every night, which is like 15 and 15. Or something like that. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like he has a chance for like a twenty twenty game. He's or like whatever. the biggest like, eighteen and twelve guy <laughs> of all time. Yeah. It's just like he's just awesome, and that like he's just so solid. He brings the same thing every night, and it's just like very good at it. And also, Those little, like, when I'm when I meant hook shots, when I meant you know? by safe pick, I meant I didn't want you risking. I didn't, I didn't want to risk me getting stuck with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That would yeah, that wouldn't have been fun for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm taking Chris Paul here. Um. Because I just took Jokic, so I don't think I need Demontis Bonus, like I said. Yeah. Um, Russell Westbrook is obviously a very talented player. I'd rather have in this situation... I, I love to hate on Russell Westbrook, I guess. But, like, I just think that Chris Paul is a much, is a player that I'm much more confident putting on the court. And that Chris Paul, at his very best, might not be as good as Russell Westbrook is at his very best. Very true. But at his very worst... Chris Paul is a lot better than Russell Westbrook at his very worst. Bro, even one of my favorite one of my favorite tweets on our Space the Floor account, follow at Space the Floor on Twitter, is is you were like Russell Westbrook is the undisputed league leader in, in like in like at like what the hell moments or something like that. Yeah, like in like what like just happened. Mo- yeah, yeah, baseball yeah. moments. I I just think that like Russell Westbrook has too many moments like that where it's just like like I just don't even know what to say. Like what were you thinking? And in like a one game series yeah like that can, so, that, exactly. that can turn the like, tide against you he's awesome but like i don't need a 25 percent free three-point shooter taking four three-pointers in the game right like, i just I, russell westbrook's great in this situation i'd rather have chris paul right where i know i have, <laughs> i know i have like you know donovan mitchell who i think can do a lot of the same thing that russell westbrook can do in terms of like attacking the basket creating his own offense but while also being a better shooter and while also being like more level-headed Right, whereas like Russell Westbrook sometimes will just explode and like out of nowhere have like the best game of all time, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, but even in a game full of all stars, like that's just like if he explodes, then it's like, oh great, he's yeah. as good as James Harden is right now. Like, yeah, and you know, as worst, he like takes possessions away from your team. So, and also I, just like the shooting, it do, it doesn't really work. Honestly, is Russell Westbrook gonna get minutes on my team? Probably not. Uh huh. But like, we're required by. C. Flan and C. G. Law to give him a minute, I guess, in this game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess let's just go through our teams, and yeah. then we can reflect on the draft. For me, I, I guess we can do positions too. For me, like we we don't really have positions, but I guess point guard Luca, shooting guard Harden, small forward Kawhi, power forward slash point forward Giannis. Yeah. Center Joel Embiid. Off the bench, I got point guard Dame. Uh, I guess. Shooting guard Ben Simmons, although I like, I guess we could technically switch that. Yeah, have... that's probably the way you would run it, which is like yeah, if yeah. you run Ben Simmons at point guard, yeah, and Damian okay. Lillard off okay. ball. Okay, point guard Ben Simmons, shooting guard Damian Lillard, small forward 
I don't even know who's taller between Brandon Chris, and Chris. Chris Middleton's shorter. Okay, Brandon then, is like 6'10". Okay, Chris Middleton's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, or something. Um, so, small forward Brandon Ingram. No, whoa, whoa okay. <laughs> small forward Chris Middleton. Power forward Brandon Ingram. Center, Bam Adebayo. And then for our reserves, we got DeMontis Sabonis and Russell Westbrook. All right. So, so for me, um, I'm running Trey Young at point, Kemba Walker at shooting guard. A little bit of misnomers and that I'm real uh, LeBron James, my small forward, is probably bringing the ball up the court. Um, Pascal Siakam at power forward, Anthony Davis at center. So you're going to have a lot of off-ball, like, pin-down screens. That's on. that's my idea. Okay. I think that Kemba Walker and, and Trey Young are both just, like, very crafty shooters, crafty playmakers, can cause a lot of chaos in addition to just having LeBron out there. Um, off the bench, um, I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry at point guard, Donovan Mitchell at shooting guard. Jimmy Butler at small forward, Jason Tatum at power forward, and Rudy Gobert at center. With my last two off the bench being Nicole Jokic and Chris Paul. All right. So give me your case, and then I'll give my case. Why do you think your team is better? Say your team is better and why. Go. Give me, give me 30 seconds. LeBron James is arguably the greatest playmaker of all time, and surrounded by this many offensive weapons, especially shooting, as well as like big guys who can roll to the basket. Um the off-ball movement, the, the the transition is going to be incredibly hard to stop. And, and additionally, I just think that our, our defense is going to be hard to score on regardless of how offensively talented your team is, which obviously it is. It's an all-star game. I, but I think guys like Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, locking down my defense, as well as primitive defenders like Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam, um, I think we got defense from top to bottom. Um, and then going back to like the, the shooting, the playmaking, I just think that we have a little bit of everything for every scenario. We have 12 guys who can all play with each other and create when, when our best players are off the court. Um, we're ready for any scenario and, and can do it all. All right. So now I'm on the clock, 30-ish seconds of why my team is good. Mm-hmm. Starting now. All right. So first of all, in the starting lineup, we got a bunch of size. We have Giannis like playing basically our small forward. We have like Kawhi Leonard, we have a bunch of defense. That that's what we have. We have a defensive player of the year candidate in Joel Embiid guarding their second best player in Anthony Davis. We have Giannis and Kawhi Leonard, whoever you want, guarding LeBron James. They can take turns guarding LeBron James to mm-hmm. make sure they're more rested. The other one guards Pascal Siakam, who even though Pascal Siakam is a great weapon, their athleticism is matched by Giannis and Kawhi Leonard. And then finally you have in the starting lineup Kemba Walker and Trey Young, two small guards who are very offensively talented. However, we have two equally or actually more so offensively talented guards, two MVP candidates who are just the same player, just a bit more talented, a bit more big. Um, and going off the bench, I think we just have a like a bunch of guys who can play well together. I think our role players are really good. If you're talking about Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, DeMontis Sabonis. Those are all guys that can just fit in, don't need to have this high volume, but can fit in. And then talking about on the bench that do have high volume, Damian Lillard, Paul from the logo, Ben Simmons, with all this spacing around him is going to be lethal. So that's that's my argument. All right. All right. I, I had a lot of fun with this. I think that we yeah. that we picked we picked two pretty good teams, right? Obviously, yeah. no matter what, you're going to end up with a solid squad. Um, um, we're going to have Twitter and Instagram polls, Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast, on Twitter at, at Space the Floor. And vote leave for it in the YouTube comments, leave it wherever. Yeah. Just like let us know whose team is better. Yeah. And we'll we'll like some of all the results we'll let you know next week. Yeah. Or and also on social media. Yeah. Um also leave us a rating. If you like this episode, drop us five stars. That really helps us out um on the podcast. And uh leave us a like on YouTube. That'd be cool. Well. Just leave us ratings in general. Help us get our views up. Yeah. Um thank you so much for watching. My name is Connor Gillon. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. R.I.P. Kobe.